Welcome to Global Truth Center. The title of my talk today is, and the story goes on. What a beautiful song, Craig, and what beautiful lyrics. You know, the whole understanding that the DNA, what I call divine natural authority, but our DNA that comes from our families, not just our, our mothers, our fathers, but it goes all the way back that way, and it goes all the way forward that way. So this, this, this thing that's inside of me is much bigger than who I perceive myself to be. So... And the story goes on, has a couple of facets. I wanna talk, um, I did a hummingbird story a couple of weeks ago about a hummingbird that flew into Alan Marcy's house as I was getting ready to leave for church. And they, they handled it and it was done beautifully and they got a pool, pool net and brought it down and took it right out. Actually, they had to do it. I told that story, new story. I came back two weeks later and there was a different hummingbird who had been who had laid some eggs and was sitting on a nest. And talk about motherhood. Even inside the house, it was right outside the guest bedroom on a, in a tree. And if you got close enough to the window to look to see the little baby hummingbird, the mother came right up to the front of the glass and was like, don't even think about it. And, and then you'd have to back up a little bit and she'd be like, all right. And then she'd sort of go back to her. And then you'd go over to the side and try to peek and say, boom! Every single time. And so I, one time I thought, I'm gonna go outside. Maybe in the environment she'll feel less threatened. Oh my God, I got maybe, if that was the, if that was the tree, I got maybe to here and all of a sudden, I was like, I get it. Don't come near my child. I get it. But it really made me think this morning as I was putting this together, um, what my mother was like, what all of our mothers were like, you know, the way they, 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 they were like lionesses, you know, and I've told the story about how my mother, when I was in a talent contest and showed very little talent, um, <laughs> she, uh, she, she screamed, did you just get that? <laughs> yeah, she screamed at the judges. How could they possibly not put me, move me on to the finals? I actually stood and played a guitar and sang at the same time. To which I think they said to her, he played the guitar horribly and the singing was worse. So just because he did both things badly does not mean he moves on. And I just remember her screaming at them and grabbing me and taking me out. And <laughs> the first thing she said was, you're getting guitar lessons. I said, got it. Um, <laughs> because I played that song, Honey. Remember the song, Honey? See the tree, how big it's grown. There's 72 verses and she dies in the end. It was like this. See the tree, how big it's grown. Like 16 verses, and there was no time limit. Yeah, no wonder they didn't move me forward. They wanted me to be gone. Anyway, that was my mother back then, and she was like that all the time, all the time. I remember when she, she did die of cancer when I was only 19, and, um, but right before that, right before she passed, I came home from college and she was like on a ladder cleaning the windows. This is like maybe three weeks before. And I was like, mom, 
what are you doing? She goes, I feel great today, so I'm going to clean the house. That was her. I feel great today. I have been going through this for two years, ravaging my body, but I feel great today, so I'm going to clean the house for everybody. And then we sat in the kitchen, and I showed her a slideshow of all these shows I'd been doing in children's theater, and it was really fun. That's like my last memory with my mother. So, and the story goes on. Um, what made that hummingbird so ferocious? What is it in you mothers that makes you so ferocious about your children? Do you know what that is? I mean, can you, can you even figure it out? Fathers too, but you have a day coming up in June. So mothers, what makes you so ferocious? Nobody, how many, how many of you ever heard this? Not to my child, you don't talk to that way. How many of you, right? Or if someone tries to, on a soccer team, critique your child, it's like, no, 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 I'll critique them. Then you do it. What makes them like that? And I'd like to suggest that it's race consciousness, that it's inbred in us. It's from the beginning of time, and it has grown and evolved like a, like a, like a locomotive all these years to where we are now in history. We are just, we are so in tune with that child that comes out of us, mothers who have been, had children come out of them. And it's not even whether they're biological or not. Once you say, yes, I'm the mother of this child, Right, Susan? It's like, no holds barred. No one comes near this kid. So what is it? How does that happen? I'd like to say that it's an energy, a, a maternal energy that has been growing over all of these centuries and centuries and centuries. There's this energetic field of maternal consciousness. It's everywhere present. And it's even in you men. I mean, God, Eric and I were up here like babies sobbing. So it's even in us, not that that's what the maternal energy is. I don't think I meant that. But it's feeling our emotions, being willing to feel what we feel. So, and the story goes on. I'd like to talk about my mother's history, the story of motherhood in my life. Her name was Dolores Harkins, her maiden name, but she was Dolores Mellon when I knew her. And we lived on Charles Street in Philadelphia. In Charles Street, she had a row home, a, a, a pretty well-to-do well row home back in 1960, whatever it was. Um, and she, she lived there from the moment we, she moved there with her two sons, myself and my brother, all the way till her death, which was about 20 years, uh, about 19 years. No, yeah, about 19 years. But before that, she lived on Spring Street in Philadelphia right behind the art museum, which I also talked about recently. And she lived there with her five sisters and two brothers in this, uh, also a row home, where there were three kids in a bedroom. But that's kind of the house I recognize as my maternal house, because that's where my grandmother was. Now her mother lived there with her too. But before my mother came along, my grandmother lived in that house very, briefly before having children, but before that, she lived on Van Pelt Street. And now, I'm in Philadelphia in around the 1930s. And she lived on a little row home on Van Pelt Street before the art museum was even designed. That's where she lived. It was all, it was all bricks and all dirt. And before her was her mother, whose name was Sarah, and I don't even know her last name, Sarah, who basically came over 
from Ireland and lived, moved, and moved into Philadelphia. Now, many people ask me, am I related to the rich melons? The answer is, I wish. <laughs> but I am. Because when the melons came over from Ireland, they went one of two places. One, half of the clan went to Philadelphia, and half of the clan went to Pittsburgh. Alas, I am from the clan that went to Philadelphia, that became policemen and firemen, not the clan that went to Pittsburgh, who became bankers and extraordinarily wealthy. <laughs> but I'm still attached to that, because somewhere along the line, all of that was involved in one little woman in Donegal, Ireland. And that mother energy just kept moving to this mother energy, to this mother energy, to this mother energy, to this mother energy, growing and expanding all the time, never forgetting, by the way, where it came from. You may not remember, but it never forgets that energy coming, coming, till it finally lands on my mother, giving it to me, this maternal energy, which then goes to William and Nora. Now, I will never get to see Nora's children, because she didn't have any, thank God, at 19. But I know that energy still goes on. So what I'm here to talk about today is the maternal energies that goes backwards and forward. That was actually fun. Backwards and forwards that just continually grows. So when he says, call your mom, I'd like to change that for me for my talk to call on your mom although we used to say that in Philly, call on, call on someone, call on. Meaning, bring up inside of you, not just your mother or the mother that raised you, but everything that came before it. Your grandmother, your grandmother's mother, your great-grandmother, her mother, going all the way back. When we did 23andMe this, this year, it was quite a, a, an quite a, um, journey going through that thing. But what we did realize is that when we really go back far enough, and when we all go back far enough, we kind of all come from Africa. Has anybody done 23andMe or one of those things? Did you notice that you, when you go all the way back, you're like in Africa? No, I'm the only one. So I come from Africa. <laughs> but I just, but I was looking at all my relatives and they all, everybody in my tree goes back to Africa. Well, I guess that's because it's my tree. So we all go back to Africa. So I just think at some point, there was this beautiful woman in Africa who started what's ending up today on this stage, me. So now I want you to think about this. If all of that happened, what's gonna happen between right now and a few thousand years after this? This is a very important question for us because you carry the consciousness of every mother, every maternal instinct, every maternal energy, all the energy that has come before this into this moment. And what you do now with your life will take everything you've ever had and send it that way. So when I was putting this talk together, all week I've been thinking about, what do I have to say about motherhood this year? This is my, I think this is my 22nd talk on Mother's Day. 
Except actually some of them I, I've turned over to, mother, to the female ministers at the center and said, you guys do Mother's Day. But this year I wanted to do it because I was feeling this calling inside of me to explore this in a very different way. Probably because of Thursday night's classes where we deal with the quantum realm and we start to understand that we, we identify way too much with our sexuality, with our gender. We, 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 we identify way too much with our jobs and our, compa- our, our, our purposes in life. And that there is something in us that is so much bigger than all of that. And it is, it is comprised of both female and male energy, which by the way, is never really separate. It's one energy. Just because you have a female body and I have a male body, it doesn't change that we are the one body of God. And if I am that expression, then I am all of the motherhood and all of the fatherhood of the universe playing itself out as me. So when I went back and I started looking at my mother and I went back and back and back, because the, the interesting thing is of course, if here's my mother and here's my father, If I follow my mother's roots, they go this way. If I follow the melon roots, they go a very different direction. Because every time two come together, they create a whole new one. And that's the whole point of quantum physics, that there can never be separation. There can only be one. And we're constantly, constantly connecting and creating another one. So I have a question for you, which is this. When you think of your mother... what word comes to mind? When you think of your mother, what word comes to mind? Just yell a word out. Love, joy, spirit, strength, humor. (laughs) Craig said expectation. That's great. Which is probably part of how you got that bronze medal because so much was expected. It's funny, because if I were thinking of my mother, um, the first word that comes to mind is annoying. But not because she was annoying, I think because I annoyed her. But she was annoying. Anybody else have a mother that could go annoying? Yeah, a few of you have that. Someone in the back really loves that word. But you know what? I think she was annoying for the same reason Craig's mother was expectant, right? Um, But the funny part was, my mother was expectant of my brother, my older brother. He had this beautiful voice when he he was younger, and he sang gloriously, which is why I wanted to sing. And I couldn't sing as well as him. And then his voice changed, and he couldn't sing at all. And then my voice changed, and well, (laughs) we know what happened. And I remember... I remember my mother coming to see a show at Temple University that I was in, Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. And it was me and nine women. That's how uh, Anthony Newley wrote the show. And she was very much into her cancer journey. And there was pretty much, she sat in the front row at Temple University's theater, and it pretty much was just a mink coat with her in it because she was just so skinny. But she insisted on getting there to see this one last performance she wanted to see. And I had to sing a song called um, What Kind of Fool Am I in that. And it was tough. It was tough singing it. And she was almost as close to me as Donia by the last verse. 
because um, she was in the front row. And when I got through the end of that song, I just looked down and tears were flowing down her, her, her cheeks. Now the funny part was that she did not want me to go to Temple University. I got a full scholarship to Temple University, a gubernatorial scholarship for merit, and I couldn't take it because I had to go to a Catholic college. So I went to a Catholic college, and the irony that the sh I started auditioning for Temple because they had an open door policy, the irony that the last thing she got to see me do was star in a Temple University production. Looking back, I think she must have been sitting there going, just let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> he purely knows. So what's the word? When you think of a word about your mother, we are in a philosophy that says to us, what we think manifests. What we believe informs our life. So you have certain beliefs, words for your mother, beliefs about her, good, bad, indifferent, whatever they are. Maybe you didn't know your mother, and maybe you have beliefs about that or thoughts about that. Those beliefs are active, and they're active now, just as active as they were then, and just as active as they were then, all the way back to Donegal with that beautiful woman, whoever she was, all the way back to Africa, to that beautiful woman, whoever she was and is, all of that is still alive, active. It is a consciousness and energy that never ends. But here you are, sitting here today. Somehow, you managed to be here on Mother's Day in 2021, sharing in this idea. So I'm gonna leave you with this. You are in a very powerful position right now. You are giving birth to something amazing called your life. I believe we've taken for granted a lot of our lives We've taken for granted the relationships we've had because they're on rote, they're on speed dial. You have an opportunity to get pregnant all over again here. <laughs> Some of you are like, it's not happening. But think about this metaphorically. You are have an opportunity to start giving birth to something, something new. You, all the mothers that came before you, all wrapped up into this one energized field. Your energy, your creativity, that's all you are. None of this matters other than the fact that it's all part of you. So my question is, what are you going to do with it? What are you willing to give birth to? What are you willing to take all of this and put it into all of that? Because guess what? Someday, someone's going to be way over here and they're going to be like, and then this, and then this, and then great-great-grandmother Becky Southwell, she did this, and then way over here, and then great-great-great-great-grandmother Marcy Welland did this. That's what we do. That's the story. And the story goes on and on and on and on. Your story began way back there and your story is going to continue wave over there. I love the highness of my voice right now. And that story is going to keep going and going and going. Yes, 
I know who my mother was. But I've ever really took the time. I even knew who her mother was very much. I never met the other one, my grandmother's mother. They say she was an opera singer. I think they lie. I do. Because <laughs> then somebody said she never sang. Stories. The stories that we tell. They go on and on and on. I don't know these people, but I am these people. You are those people. You're everything that's come this far. But the thing I leave you with is, what are they going to say about you? What are you going to give birth to so that your little son in a hundred years can remember Kirby and say, that's who she was. And you know what? If it's just that, wow, I remember my mother. She made the best cakes. Then you've done a great job. So this isn't about changing the world. It's about living your most magnificent, authentic life. Because the story will go on and on and on and on. How do you want to write it? Happy Mother's Day. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.